let me get my stand out. Use my stand this morning. Good morning, Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Monday. Anybody's heart been broken? You better be praying. Lift your head, it ain't over yet. Let's keep going. Keep moving. Just keep moving. August is here. Jake Woodberg in the house. Alan Murphy in the house. Good Alan morning. Murphy. Wow. Wow. Good morning this morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Lift your head. Good morning. It ain't over yet. All right. So I love ready to go? I love the words of this song. And I, I, I want to bring this up because a month ago, everybody was like, all right, second half, here we go. And I love it because I come from the sports world, right? Which was like a real thing because it's 30 minutes into the game. You had a real second half. And again, it was going to end at the end of the next 30 minutes. So let's just for say, for instance, okay, you were like second half. July, here we go. And then you got hit with a real hurricane, not like the hurricane that we were supposed to get this weekend, but you got hit with a real one and you had a horrible month, right? Like, oh God, just debilitating July, right? Well, guess what? August 1st, you could say the second half of the third quarter, you could say whatever you want time-wise. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Control the controllables Whatever happened, it doesn't matter. Go deal with it now and go get after it today. So it's August and let's go. I love that. A quick shout out to uh, Miss Michelle Esposito. Today's song is courtesy of her library. Um, it's a guy named Toby Mack. The words to the song are really spectacular. You know, lift your head, keep walking forward. You know, all the good stuff is in front of us to your points. You can review what happened in the past, but you can't do anything about it. So move forward. Let's go. Let's see what's happening. August is another month. So I love that. Good morning to everybody who's showing up this morning. It looks like a big crowd. Um, good stuff happening. Uh, Bob Goldfarb, thank you. Christy Ruiz, just to pick up on last week's, you got to get your name right. 
And just to show you that I'm not, I am human and I know that people think I'm Superman or I think I'm Superman, I screwed up the spelling of her name when I sent it to her. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, human it. fallibility, you know. So anyway, um, if you don't know that song, get in the huddle, find it. Really, really cool. Really, really cool stuff. Good stuff happening, as I said. Um, you know, Michelle F. Um, For those of you on this day, August 3rd, 1949, the NBA was born. They took the uh, two rival leagues, the Basketball Association of America, which was the BAA, and the National Basketball League, which was the NBL, and merged them to form what is now known as the NBA. And if you have not watched the NBA games, I beg you to watch them, and here's why. Innovation beyond imagination. Microsoft is sponsoring courtside seats, which are all individually licensed Zoom seats. So there are live people watching the game, cheering. There are celebrities. Chris Chris Bosch was watching the Heat game the other night. Um, Thank you, my son Jake, who is an NBA junkie, for forcing me to watch that. Really, real cool innovation. Why doesn't everybody do that? I mean, baseball's got cardboard. NBA's got live Zoom seats. Come on, guys. You know, you want to know why baseball ain't happening? Take a look. (laughs) I mean, for the NFL, who has NFL 360, which there is a camera, an HD camera from every angle of the stadium. I mean, I would love to be able to sit and watch it from the 50-yard line and see that whole game happening that way like I was there. So you know what's cool is that it is what it is, is a saying I've said forever. Years ago, people who followed me know that I made up these Steve-isms. One of, my, one of my favorites that Bob stitches in my jackets is, it's just another day in paradise. No matter what's happening to you, it's another day in paradise. But the other one is, it is what it is. And we can bitch and moan and wish that there were crowds and all, but you would think with all the innovation that it should be a better home experience Watching games, it should be more intuitive. And the NBA made me feel that way. I thought it was fun. It was exciting. And certainly the heat opener was was fantastic. Shout out to the heat, because even though they played a debilitated Denver team, that was fun to watch. They were competing. They were hustling. They were great ball movement. I mean, they were a fun team to watch. I'm excited about that. And shout out to Sean Thomas from the Tiz Group being in the huddle this morning. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Lots of good stuff going on. Mike Wolfson, who we haven't seen in a while. Welcome aboard and thank you for the top of the morning to you, my friend. Um, in more Florida news, we know that we we skirted it this weekend. It was a complete nothing. I don't know about you, but Michelle will share with you. I was disappointed. I was looking for some fireworks. <laughs> Like, come on, man, light up the sky, show me some shit. <laughs> you know, well, like, I mean, I had to bring in everything from the balcony, you know, like we're up <laughs> on the seventh floor, like you got to bring everything in from the balcony. So like all of this shit is in my apartment and I'm sitting here <laughs> like, why? Why is all of this stuff in here if it's raining outside? <laughs> like, I wish it was raining in Palm Beach. It didn't even <laughs> rain. It was like. Like, this is what we were waiting for? You know, this is kind of crazy. But as I said, in more Florida news, which somebody posted a meme, which was really cool, is like, 
oh, there's a hurricane coming. That's the most normal thing that's happened in 2020. So right. preparing for a hurricane. But for those of you who remember a couple of weeks ago when Twitter got hacked and some major names, you know, were, you know, uh, their, their accounts got hacked and they were talking about Bitcoin. Wouldn't you know that that's a 17-year-old kid from Tampa? <laughs> Thank you, Florida, again, man. <laughs> Just solidifying the fact that you can type in Florida and then it doesn't matter what you come up, you're going to get a good story after that. Florida man, Florida teen, doesn't matter. Florida and fill in the blank after that. You will find something fantastic on Google. Incredible. Um, keeping with the theme today of Move, that song's name is Move. Um, I want to talk about cars just in the... Um, something rare, something you did not know, something that may help you start a conversation with somebody else. When we were kids, you know, you had these little things called Hot Wheels. Mattel came up with Hot Wheels after a lot of success with Barbie. Well, who knew that collecting Hot Wheels is a multi, multi, multi-million dollar business? Um, by night, um, Bruce Pascal, is a successful real estate executive who brokers multi-million dollar deal. Uh, sorry, by day he does um, commercial real estate. By night, he buys as many Hot Wheel cars as he can. He owns the largest collection, which is 7,000 cars. Now, can you imagine 7,000? With an unbelievable value to it. And so that makes me want to go back to mom's house and like pull out all my toy boxes and be like, wait a minute. What do I have in here that's worth a couple grand? Because holy, and I love Hot Wheels cars when I was a kid. So I well, love. So I, I think a, a lot of that. So here, listen to this stat. In 2019, Hot Wheels brought in a record high, 926 million in gross sales just on Hot Wheel cars. I mean, you know, every second, 16 cars roll off the production line, and since 1968, the company has released more than six billion cars in 20,000 uh, different models. I mean, if you, if you, you know, you want to talk about what's old is new. Um, <laughs> I just, I just beg each of you today to start a conversation with Hot Wheels and see what someone says. Just ask somebody, Hey, did you have Hot Wheels as a kid? Like, and see what they come back with, see how they feel. I, mean, I, I can remember actually having the track that did loops yeah, your car do loops and yeah. crazy shit. You know, good. So we're doing good. We got a big start, a lot of energy on Monday. I do want to recap what we did last week, which the recap is always very significant because um, all of this stuff is available on the podcast channel now. So you can go back and we're putting stuff out there that I think everybody has the opportunity to learn from. And I shared this with uh, Jason Muttner on Friday when we had lunch. Every time you learn something, learn it as if you're going to teach it and then go share it with somebody. The minute you share it, right, you own it. It becomes part of your DNA. So last Monday, we talked about sleeping, the power of sleeping and those habits. Tuesday, we talked about complaining. And Michelle said I was borderline complaining that we were not having any action from the, you know, the, uh, the hurricane this weekend. Wednesday was the 6th thinking caps. And I beg you to go back and uh, review that. Mark came up with seven keys to being tough 
in business, which got a lot of traction. And then Friday, we talked about Mark Cuban's 12 rules of success. Somebody all day today, share with me what information you took from last week and shared with your friends, your family, your colleagues, because that's where it gets real. Any comments there, doctor? No, just glad to be. I love that we're reviewing it because we can go back to it. it and it's a reminder for everybody that like some of the stuff is ours and we've created and it's our content. And some of it, like Mark Cuban's 12 rules, is stuff that we're just sharing and adding our two cents to it. So for those of you who feel like you don't have time to do the professional development or the personal development, it's there for you in 20 minute increments. So anybody that you know that's like, oh, I don't really have time to here, here's 20 minutes. Go. You'll, get, you'll find one nugget in there that you're able to take and get better at. Um, Lee, I actually, asked, I actually, your brothers or father, son? Who asked that? Lee. Lee. Uh, hey, Lee. How are you, man? That's great. We are father and son. So uh, <laughs> there, there, isn't, there isn't one day that goes by that somebody, and it happened first thing this morning, Joe first. Uh, my friend who's a regional VP at Hotwire sent me a note. He said, I watch you every morning and I cannot wait till I get the opportunity to do what you do every day with your son. And trust me, everything that you see here is genuine and real. We had dinner Friday night, family dinner is a tradition. And, you know, I started out saying to the women at the table, hey, I'm going to try not to talk you know, all about business and both of them went bullshit. (laughs) We we know what's going on here. You know, uh, anyway, so I spent uh, Saturday morning listening to the huddle uh, on podcast. It really translates really well. Yeah. I'm really very pleased with the sound quality and it's sort of made for that, you know, the way that we banter back and forth. So it really isn't enjoyable. So if you're on the road or you're somewhere where you can't watch in the morning, definitely do that. Now I'm going to jump into the topic of the day, um, which stems from two conversations that we're having all the time. So everybody knows that I think the number one way to secure a first touch is with coffee. And for years, my thing was a a handwritten list of 50 people that you want to have coffee with. 50 cups of coffee list. I started it early in my career. I'd look at every guy and go, show me your list of people. Because to me, it sort of correlated to the Paul Revere rule. It was not selling. It was telling, hey, let me just get in there and, you know, have a conversation with you, hear what your story is. You hear what my story is and only good things can happen. So I really love that. Well, you know, we started teaching virtual coffee a couple of years ago because you could cover much more ground. And so this paradigm came up between coffee, people reaching out for coffee, and then really reaching out to try and do something that drives me crazy. We talked about this in a couple of, a couple of months ago in the huddle, a pet peeve. When people called to ask me to pick my brain, done. <laughs> so you, I think you're saying is I don't let people pick my friends. I don't let people pick something else. I'm definitely not going to let them pick my brain. You um, ain't picking my nose. You ain't picking my my friends. You ain't picking anything for me. No scabs. No. no <laughs> so I, the article that we're referencing talks about, you know, when somebody asks you to pick your brain, they're really just asking you for free information. And my dad, you know, and we talked about this prior to the huddle, but like we always do, we have our little 
huddle before we get into the huddle. And as much as we talk about giving and, and being able to give without, you know, any kind of thought of, of having it returned to you and give to get and all of those kinds of things, there is a difference between somebody reaching out to you that only wants to take from you and the way that makes you feel. And so I know, you know, in our trainings, when we work with people and we talk about, listen, the only thing you should be selling initially is a virtual cup of coffee. If somebody won't sit down to have a virtual cup of coffee with you, they're never going to do business with you anyway. And the response sometimes is, well, why would somebody want to have a cup of coffee with me? Right. And the whole point there is you have something to share. I don't care what experience it is. I don't care if you've been a great fly fisherman for 25 years. You can share that experience of fly fishing and how you got good at it and what you did with it with the opportunity for somebody else to learn from it in order to share stories with people, not to pick somebody's brain in order to be given something without return. But my proposition to somebody on having virtual coffee is I want to share stories. I come from a coaching background. I've got all these experiences that have led me to where I am at 34 years old. Let me share some of that with you and you can share with me and maybe we'll learn from each other. Well, well I love this because the clue is when I get an inbound, either on LinkedIn or a direct email, because by the way, I leave my cell phone and my email very clearly printed. I don't make it like it's a guessing game how to get in touch with me. I want people to get in touch with me. So I welcome that opportunity, but they'll do it with this. I've got a quick question. <laughs> woo, woo, radar. <laughs> the radar. I want you to tell me something that I'm not willing to pay for. So it's interesting because it informs for me and for Mark, people say, well, what does it cost to work with you? And I always turn it around. And I say, well, what is it worth to you? You know, I know if I give you a price that you cannot pay, well, then what's the point of the conversation? So I want people to have skin in the game. I want people to invest in themselves. But the reality is, you know, if you can't pay it, then you can't do it. And so that informs me where I do pro bono work, which I do. That informs me about what someone should pay. So I say, you know, all the time, and anybody who is a client of mine can shine in here and say, hey, you know, that was the exact way we got started was what's it worth to you? What do you think you want to pay for this? And once you figure it out, then we can have a relevant conversation. We don't have a price sheet. We don't have anything because we do believe we have information to share. So I guess the point of all of this is, you know, our number one, and I'm, I'm doing a networking uh, class this morning for the Diabetes Research Foundation. You know, kudos to them. They want to get better. They want to learn. So I have the whole group there, 20 some odd people, and they want to learn the basics of networking. And the basics of networking have changed. And virtual networking is certainly different. The coffee mentality really works. Why? Nobody's bringing brochures to a cup of coffee, even if it's virtual. Nobody's starting out with, hey, well, let me tell you about, you know, it's really more personal, you know, and it moves from, you know, what's your story to, hey, you know, what, what do you need? What's the problem? If there's a solution that we can provide, great. If not, I just want you to be Paul Revere for me, which what does that really mean? 
Paul Revere means I want you to go tell everybody you know that you met somebody that can really do this because that's how I believe great businesses get built is one brick at a time. Well, yeah, I think in, in the world, it's so funny to me because the lifeline of business is sales. You could have the greatest product in America, but you're not making any money unless it sells. So, and then in order to be great at sales, you have to be an unbelievable, you have to be great at telling your story and having other people share your story. You should be sharing your story and telling that story to as many people as possible. So that's where the disconnect is for most salespeople is they get trained on, here is the product, go push the product to everybody, as opposed to saying, here's what goes in your toolkit when it comes up, when it's right to be the solution for somebody. That's but until then, go tell your story to everybody. Absolutely. Everywhere you can go, ride your horse with your lantern and shout it from the mountaintops about your story. So, so, so here's what's really interesting, too. And I, I think we'll close with this. So we thoroughly believe the track is virtual coffees. It works. You know, the environment is set up for it. Most people are not intimidated by a coffee. And it's just a chance to meet a new friend and get going. And everybody's coming now. Everybody's Correct. talking about it now. It's not a, it's not well, a thing yeah. that we're the only ones talking about. Like everybody. Even go back, go back when you left college football, I gave you virtual coffee to work with way back when. And you were like, wow, this seems like really doable. Why isn't everybody doing it? And I go, I have no idea. I right. really don't. I remember saying that to you. It's like, you know, I feel like, yeah. you know, I figured it out. Why isn't everybody figuring right. it out? You know? So I want to switch the gears and close with one thing. When it comes to finally doing business, um, the finances or the exchange of value doesn't have to be money. There are many deals that I have done where someone made up the difference or exclusively did not um, pay me a fee. They did so much else for me that it was worth it. So I want you to think of your world as an exchange of value, not only money, because money shortchanges you. So I, I think uh, it just doesn't have to be financial. It could be so much more. And for me, it always is. And you know, if you're getting value incoming all the time, make the right amount of money and use that value to grow. It really is a winning formula. In that same thought process, virtual coffee doesn't have to be coffee. There are a lot of people who book a virtual coffee with me at 3.30 and then they show up with their mug and I'm like, it's 3.30, man. I've already switched to my water. You know what I mean? I've got my water mug. So whatever beverage it is that you're sharing, it doesn't have to be coffee. You know, so, so many things happen in that coffee, sharing stories, um, planting, hey, who can I introduce you to who you can introduce to me? So, you know, we I booked them on my calendar at 15 minutes. I've never had a bad cup of coffee. Some are better than others. But the reality is um, I was supposed to I have this thing every month that I was doing called Buddy Time with my friend Eric Liebersfeld. Everybody knows Capital Lighting. He's amazing. Um, we just developed a great friendship. We enjoy our time together. Well, it's physically hard now to get into a restaurant and do all like that. And so the reality is, the best part of it is, we just had a virtual happy hour, just the two of us. He got a drink, I got a drink. And I will tell you, it was the most fun 90 plus minutes virtual Don Julio. That, it took a lot of joy, that a boy, you know? So make these things your own. 
use the tools that are available, meet people at scale, and your life will change. We are way overboard today. Broke our rules this morning. Have a happy, happy cup of coffee and a great start to August. Go kick some ass. Let's go.